what did you say about the sage? I said, ooh, it smells good. I said even Dozer likes it because he moved his head over by it for a little bit, and then he looks all relaxed. Hi, everybody. <laughs> my name's Jaren. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm Heather. My pronouns are she, her. And we are Typically Divergent Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Yay, guys. Welcome back. We haven't uh, been together in a couple of weeks here. A whole two weeks. I know. Our, we recorded two episodes before the first one was even streaming. That yeah. has That's how long it has been. Extra prep work before my travels. Yes. Um. She's back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to Fort Wayne, Heather. How was thank it? Thank you. Um, it was pretty good. I'm I'm sick now. but <laughs> Just a little cold. Came back with a little bit of a cold, but it's okay. Um, no, it was a fun time. Got to do a, a bunch of different things. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to dive headfirst into imposter syndrome. So that'll be interesting. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Our first mental health topic. But I think it's a really good one for us to talk about. Yes. Which we're going to get into, folks. But Heather and I haven't seen each other in a really long time. And I just really <laughs> need to get caught up with her. Yes. Okay. So um, Heather. Yes. Uh, Pokemon. Is, are are you also as oh my much? God. A, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm so okay. excited. Yep. So you and me both, we love our Pokemon. All those evolutions. Oh, honey, oh, you saw my evolutions I that I brought over. Okay, I should have got those out. Okay. All the Pokemon that you brought over from from your apartment. From from the apartment, because where are we today, Heather? Well, as I'm sipping on my tea to help me with my illness here. Um, Our cold. Yes, the cold. Um, She's COVID negative. We tested her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we would be doing this safely. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What was the question you asked me? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> so, so, oh, oh, Pokemon. oh why, 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 new place. Yes, we oh, are, where are at we? Nicholas's we... place today. Which is soon going to be... Our place together, Yay. his and mine, five weeks from today. I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> I when we get into um, relationship relationship episodes, mm -hmm. I really look forward to um, for both of us to share our love stories about our partners. And so, yeah, everybody, um, five weeks from today, we are moving in, and this is this is what Nicholas and I call the castle. I love that. This is the castle. The the home castle. Yes. The home fort. <laughs> so okay, sorry to diverge. Pokemon, yes. Generation Nine. Um, when was who was your ever first starter? Um, oh goodness, I'm trying to think all the way back because it's been a while. I feel well. The one that had Pikachu in it is that the yellow version or whatever. Yes, I With always Pikachu picked, on the yeah, box. Yes. Yeah, I always had Pikachu, but otherwise, I think I picked Bulbasaur a lot. That was Nicholas's. Yeah. 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 Cute little Bulbasaur. Yeah. Charmander a little flower boy. A little flower froggy. I'm flamern. I always <laughs> pick fire no matter what. I mean, With Charizard, Charizard, Charizard. Is, Charizard. Charizard is dope as shit. So mm. he's super powerful. He's a little bit ass. overpowerful, though, at True. that point. But you are a starter. <laughs> You're a third evolution of a starter. But everyone wanted that Charizard card, too. So Honey, I mean, it's I like used to have everyone. It, all those cards away. Oh. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited. We, when this episode comes out, we are five days away. I know. Did you have to pre-order ready? I did not pre-order it, but we plan to get it pretty soon. The Scarlet and Violet you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. So there is, of course, because the gays, they, everything. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, the professors. 
Yes. The, oh the my professor- god, they're so sexy. The prof- oh my honey, I, I know. Why why is it like the Pokemon professors in generation nine are so fucking hot? Well I you, don't I, know what it is, but they're hot this time. I, I'm gonna show you the the fan art for oh the my. I've seen it. I've seen it. We've talked about it before. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's right. So Nicholas is getting Violet. And I am getting Scarlet. So I'll get Professor Mommy and he'll get Professor Daddy. Which... Oh, Professor Daddy is, he's I just know. something else. It's I... that, it's the hair with a little bit of that, sh- the, what is it? The five, the five o'clock shadow going on. Oh, I know. He's, he's looking good. It's okay. I, I, I look basically <laughs> just like him. <laughs> so it's only natural for Nicholas to get my look. over a, over a video game character, but that's very much like me. Right. <laughs> um, but going off of that, I'm, I'm actually curious since we've been bringing up some of like things about us, um, especially in the last episode, um, which of our members enjoys gaming and what are your favorite games? Uh, what do you guys like to play? Um, did you also play Pokemon? Yes. Were you also me and at, thought at 12 years old, I have to stop playing this. I can't be in my thirties playing this. And here I am 31 years old buying the ninth generation installation. Of course, of course I am in my thirties still playing this yeah. game. Yeah. And now you're even more okay with it. Cause screw anyone's judgment, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been playing legend of mana, the remake. Um, the original came out in like the early two thousands and it's giving me a lot of nostalgia from the PS one days. So that's another thing that I'm playing right now. Curious if anyone knows about the Legend of Mana series. Shout out to any of the fans out there that like that. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying I'm to understand what Michael moment. was. I was making sure that we were good. So um, really quick, Heather, I would like to, for you and the audience, um, after our last episode, there was, I don't feel like I really got... Some stuff across. Sorry for the noise. If you hear my dog, he's wanting attention right now. Um, <laughs> so specifically, when Heather had asked me about being a star seed and um, what I what I did not fully say was that through all of my life, I never fully felt like I had fit in. Not necessarily just like with friends in all different kinds of cliques, but I didn't really feel like completely at home here and mm-hmm. whatever sense that means like deep down in my heart you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know like again like there's trauma that I've like been I've moved a lot but if anybody is a Kesha listener <laughs> um, her rainbow album at the very end of star sh- or spaceships sorry at the, at the very end of spaceships she has a monologue mm-hmm. and Every time I hear it, it just, it brings me full body chills. Aww. And so it was like, finally, like I have a song that really helps me feel like, like some concrete feelings of this mm-hmm. and like who, and you know, I, some sort of confirmation on that. Okay. And then I had my, again, my greatest spiritual awakening and it was a great thing. Unfortunately, it also brought on a lot of trauma, but the confirmation of me believing that I am a star seed and knowing that I am, I want to make a change in the world and I have the ability to do that inside of me. Mm-hmm. And by doing this podcast, I think that we could really, you know, hopefully like bring a lot more smiles to people and help people because I, I know that helping other people makes me feel good. And I, 
That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So specifically with that one, that's all I really just wanted to say really quick. I do want to make a quick shout out to some people that I met this week. Um, Ryan Clapper and TC at Sweetwater. Oh, well, okay. So the cat's out of the bag. Um, (laughs) I guess we're going to go ahead and say it now. Um, If our sound quality sounds much better than last two episodes, um, we have done a little bit of an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And TC was very sweet to me. Um, I do apologize, TC. I didn't grab your um, pronouns because I was really anxious. And I think that they could really tell that I was anxious. And they helped me figure out where I needed to go and what I needed to do. And they helped check me out. And Ryan, for being so patient with me while I was, uh, I felt like I was being overbearing and um, too much about um the transaction that we were doing and he was so sweet and I just really appreciate both of you and we are so happy to have you um part of our listening or as a part of our listeners now so we just want to make say hello to you and thank Mm -hmm. you for still again our producer Michael for introducing me to (laughs) Ryan I know awesome I know and can I say one more thing? And then I yeah. know you've got something to say. Yeah. Uh, listening back to the last two episodes, I do apologize, folks. I don't mean to call y'all children. <laughs> I have a, I have a complex <laughs> and like this need to like be a parental figure. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like that too. So I do understand it. Yeah. This is an explicit podcast. So uh, we're not for children. <laughs> we're not for children. I, uh, Y'all are adults. At least, God, I hope you are <laughs> not a minor listening to these pod- these episodes. <laughs> if you are, you better be with your parents. Um, so I promise I'm gonna do better. I have kids at work, not you folks. You're not my. You're not my kids. You're mm-hmm. you're our, you're our friends. You're the audience. You're you're the listeners. Yes. I think that's a good clarification. Yes. <laughs> um, but also piggybacking off of episode two um, and our audience getting to know us more. Um, we wanted to continue that as we go on. So from now on, we're going to trial some random get to know us tidbits in the first segment. So I'm going to start out with Jaren. What's your favorite color and why? <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what color are my sweatpants right now? Well, those are flaming red. Just like Charizard, baby. Just like Charizard, baby. Red's <laughs> my favorite color. Don't know why. I have a theory that because we are born colorblind, that mm-hmm. our favorite color is the is probably the first color that we were able to see. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I also think that we all see and experience colors slightly different. The way that I view this specific shade of red you may have a different. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, yes, I also believe in that. Yeah. yeah, everyone's own perception of color is a little yes. bit different than the next person. Yes, we agree on the hue, not the shade, or the we agree on the shade, not the hue, mm-hmm. whichever the two. Yeah, something whichever like the two. that. I'm a poet. Didn't even know it. <laughs> yep. Heather, what's your favorite color? <laughs> um, well, mine would have to be pink. <laughs> I think, as people can already tell from my hair color, I do enjoy. The color pink. Um, ironically, in terms of like wearing colors, mm-hmm. I would say black. But as oh, when it comes so to black. like the aesthetic of things, um, like my keyboard is pink. I've decorated my office at work in pink, different shade, different shades of pink. So I, I like the duality of darkness and light together. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like liking both things that are heavily dark, like black colors and then pink together. So yeah, probably like, a combo of the two, but I would say pink if I just had to pick one. Like that pop of color. Yes. 
Yeah. I used to want like an entire closet of black shirts. And then at one point I eventually mm. ended up getting that. And then mm. I was just known for always wearing black. And mm. I loved it for a really long time because I think it's a very powerful mm-hmm. color. Oh, it is. I love it. And not to say that colors have uh, an infliction on your mood. They do, though. I they feel do. like they do, especially and, with fashion, right? Because fashion is representative of how we're feeling or right. who we are sometimes. Right. So, And I've been trying to add more color into my life. Mm-hmm. I don't normally wear a lot of red. Uh, maybe my favorite color, but it does not look good on my, my skin. See, and that's my thing with pink. I'm super yeah. pale. <laughs> yeah. And I think pale... Uh, my my paleness comes out with the your pain, fairness but yes my fairness yes your fairness <laughs> my I, ghostliness i used to know a girl that couldn't she either couldn't say the word pale or like she just didn't like the way pale, she said she didn't like the way she said pale fair. so she would say fair yeah well. i hope she's listening hi <laughs> i forget what your name is but i know that i was your beauty school teacher at one point <laughs> 10 11 years ago so would you like to um do a little mental health check how are you feeling about your mental health are you yeah willing to rate today okay yeah sure so um i i feel kind of weird giving a number today okay um i kind of feel all the numbers these last two weeks it's been a a bit of a crazy ride um with all of the traveling and everything going on like i'm sick i'm honestly pretty exhausted mentally and physically right now and it's been a crazy couple of weeks the work conference was really nice. I enjoyed the experience and the learning, uh, but coming back sick when you have to play catch up is just not super cool. I also have mixed emotions regarding the election, which I don't want to get into too much. I know we're in no way a political podcast. I don't want to dwell on it, but the changes in government also does affect our daily lives. And I do find this time period to be stressful (laughs) lately, especially in the last set of years um on the positive side i do want to say since we have talked about voting i'm so incredibly proud of the young voting crowd that has been given credit towards preventing a worse outcome than what could have happened yes get it gen z yes thank you gen z you are our allies i appreciate you (laughs) you guys rock it gives me hope like a little glimmer of hope with things. Um, I just wish we did even better and could have finally rid ourselves of some of the hatred in this in this country. Um, but overall, I feel like I'm still doing good at the same time. I'm really happy to be home and also back to recording with you. I know. I'm so happy that you're home. I'm, like, I'm very I really happy to be home. You. I miss you too. I, I didn't necessarily like dream about us podcasting, but I have really been looking forward. Yeah. To doing this i i have been too like i missed our process yeah and i am happy that now we have gotten through the first couple weeks of like figuring out our schedules mm-hmm. and stuff yep. and now we have a little bit more of a home base like mm-hmm. and some things are still going to change currently today we are recording in the living room because nicholas and i still have to do a little bit of work on the upstairs where the podcast room is going to be before we mm-hmm. can go up there but um i am just i love being at your house and I'm happy to be doing this in my home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to have the balance in the organization and getting like a schedule down pat, right? So yeah. it's, and I've been really looking forward to being back in recording mode and everything together. And I've, I've missed us and 
all that we're doing with everybody and this journey. Yes. So, so welcome back, everybody. Welcome yes, back to the show. Welcome back. <laughs> um, but I also got to show Spencer around my hometown, too, mm-hmm. um, when we were traveling because we went back to um, my hometown is Buffalo, New York. So we went and traveled there Ayo. for a wedding. Um, it was for my one of my childhood best friends. And it was really nice to catch up with some people back there. Um, it's been too long. And shout out to some of the people that I got to catch up with. So that was really nice. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to be home too. All right. Now, what about you? How are you feeling mental health wise, if you're comfortable with sharing? All right. Well, okay. I, I, I think a lot of it, if you had asked me that question a couple hours ago, I would have been like a high eight, nine. And I'm still at like a pretty nice high eight and a half. It's something that I've been working on. It's something I worked on in therapy this week. Mm-hmm. I have some pretty nice things going for me right now. Absolutely. And it's hard for me to feel like I can uh, talk about it because something makes me feel like I'm being like selfish or something. And like, again, not to brag, but you've known me for a while. You've mm-hmm. known me long enough that mm-hmm. not that like I'm always struggling, but I am finally, I feel like I'm finally in a good place and I'm not manic about it. Yeah. I'm you, calm. You, you, you feel, you feel balanced. I feel, oh, I'm feeling balanced. some balance. You feel Libra yes. energy. Um, well, <laughs> what we try to per- give everybody else. Yes. Right. Um, so for yourself though. Right. A few moments before Heather and Michael got here, which, hi, Michael, welcome back to the show. If I hadn't already said that, he's waving. <laughs> Doesn't want to say hi, <laughs> but he did take pictures of us. Oh, no, <laughs> I did not see that. Surprise for me. <laughs> um, before Michael got here, I was starting to do a little bit of a smudging around the area and like cleansing mm-hmm. myself so I could draw my card before you guys got here mm-hmm. for my tarot card. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of like tripped myself going up the stairs and then I like spooked myself out. And then like when I got to the top of the stairs, like full body chills and then like, I didn't feel very like good. And so not like, not like, uh, sick, but like, I was like, um, you know, like trying to displace where those feelings are coming from. And so I think I just kind of like spooked myself out a little bit. And if I did upset something, um, I yelled at it and, um, (laughs) I don't think anything is bad in this house. However, it could use a good cleaning <laughs> because I tripped going up the steps. And again, probably just spooked myself out. But That spirit wanted to say hello. <laughs> well, as long as you are of love and light, you're allowed in this house. Literally just a few moments ago, just spooking myself. And I'm really excited to be here today. Um, so it's just also like really interesting that I am specifically feeling this way Mm-hmm. because it also kind of came up in our my card that I drew for the Ooh. reading for tonight. Oh my gosh. I can't I can't wait to hear what yours was then. So do you <laughs> want me to go first then? Yes, please. Yes, you go first this time. Okay, so this was like right before um the spooky moment happened. Mm-hmm. I drew the great severing and Ooh. I found out that it's a shadow card and I immediately was like panicked. Um, so some things to look out for or some keynotes here for this specific card. Mars, it's a Mars energy card and Mars brings upon conflict and it's a reminder to soften, forgive and find my way back to love. Mm-hmm. It can come up for one of two reasons. One being that I need to acknowledge difficult emotions, situations, conflicts and fears that causes pain and anxiety or two for me to find my way back to love. And I need to come out of my cave and soften my heart anyway. 
And it was just kind of eerie that I drew that card because of um, what my therapist and I talked about this week. And I had a little bit of like, um, I don't want to get too much into it because we're not talking about specifically that. But I went to her and said, I want to talk about the how great the podcast is going because I am experiencing an insane amount of imposter syndrome, which we're going to get into today. Yep. And I recently have been feeling bad about sharing some really great things that are going on in my life because for some reason it makes me feel like I'm being selfish or whatever. Yeah. I I get that way too. And so she was like, you know, she agreed. Like if you don't enjoy it now, then you'll never be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, and for that card to come up, I was like, hmm, yeah. cute work. Yep. Work it's an interesting cards. reminder. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think our tarot cards consistently, uh, somehow relate to what's going on and what we're talking about in the podcast and stuff yeah. like that too, for sure. What did um, you draw? So uh, in similar fashion to finding, um, uh, identifying in the cards, um, I drew the four of wands upright And that usually represents celebration, harmony, relaxation, and homecoming. And you did just get home. I literally just got home. (laughs) And I have been missing you, missing my husband, missing my friends, missing everyone here at home. The card often represents achieving a goal or milestone as well as representing the safety and comfort of home. You may be returning home to the people or places familiar to you. After growth, remember to step back and pause. Take a break to enjoy all that you've done before starting the next phase. Appreciate even small milestones. <gasps> right? But like Girls. literally, literally telling me that it's okay to appreciate the things along the way, mm-hmm. like we've been talking about. And also a little bit of the imposter syndrome stuff. Like mm-hmm. it is okay to celebrate your successes right. and you should. Um, and then just that in numerology four, so the four of wands symbolizes stability and firm foundation. Oh. So things about stability in the home and homecoming and being comfortable with your loved ones. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Um, my card also wanted me to remind myself that, um, these emotions that mm-hmm. we are feeling are of this earth's existence. Like these are the trials and things that we have to go through. And mm-hmm. by going through those struggles, it is also a way for me as a, for uh, us mm-hmm. as, a, as souls to be able to separate ourselves eventually from this planet. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we go through these struggles and conflicts and paralyzing fears <laughs> So, although I wish that didn't have to happen, <laughs> I know. Okay, so not a fan. So, before we get into our episode and the topic for today, just do a little quick uniform check. Are you in uniform, Heather? No, I didn't wear my hat. Okay, <laughs> she had an ADHD moment. It's I okay, did. I forgot it. She intentionally went to bring it, and I am in uniform, but I'm not wearing my hat, it's sitting next to me. So, didn't want to <laughs> lie to y'all guys. <laughs> But first, before we get into um, our topic, which is about imposter syndrome today, we do have a little bit of a disclaimer since we are getting into our first mental health topic. So we do want to clarify that we're not trained psychologists or psychiatrists to diagnose or treat aspects of mental health. Nope. (laughs) We are sharing our own personal experiences and the knowledge we've gained along the way in hopes that it will help others and spur healthy dialogue. 
We will include any and all references in the podcast notes for those interested in learning more. And Jaren, you can get us started. So let's go to the beginning. We launched our first episode on Halloween. And again, like I had said earlier, we had already had two episodes recorded by this point. And I feel like I am bragging, but I am in a growth mindset. This is us responding instead of reacting to the wonderful positive feedback that we have received from everybody so quickly in such a, a, a fast amount of time. We also want to say this with hum- with a lot of humbleness. And we knew that this was going to be a part of like a little like series that we would like to have with mental health where throughout our time doing this together, we want to talk about it as often as we are comfortable and want to and as often as you guys want to hear about it. And we, again, like I said in the last episode, I am a fruit salad of uh, mental health, mental illnesses that uh, we are both working on our own. Right. We, we have to make light of it because it's that makes it easier. Dark humor. Dark. <laughs> yes. So we've been feeling very impostery lately. Full transparency, y'all. Like we had on the first day that we launched the episode, we were being listened to by people in six different countries and we had downloads in six different countries and um we had of course we're in the u.s so like we had a lot in the u.s hello to all the people in fort wayne indiana that's that's where home based at (laughs) morocco romania i i don't want to butcher this i'm so sorry but kosovo 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 okay yes and we had um listeners in ukraine and also in mexico and it was awesome yeah I, I remember when you showed me that I was, I, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, like uh, the people that we were talking to were going to be listening to us. So hi mm-hmm. everybody that don't live in America. Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you yeah. for giving us a try and we hope that you continue to listen to us. Yes. And then on day six, we had hit a hundred downloads for our first episode of it being out and for yeah. anybody and downloads out, and downloads. And so for anybody out there, if you under if you don't know the difference between just regular streaming and downloading, if you download our episodes, then that helps us reach up in the chart so that we can reach more people so that mm-hmm. at some point we can be like featured in the charts on whatever streaming service that you're currently listening to. Correct. So shout out to Spotify. They're not um, sponsoring us by any means, but we the majority of our listeners are on Spotify and that's what yeah. I also use. Yeah, thank you. So because of the things that we are experiencing... Uh, we just thought that this would be a really great opportunity to go ahead and talk about it and to share that stuff with you folks. And again, like, thank you. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. And mm-hmm. for all the feedback that we've been getting from everybody, like we really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's been a really, really awesome experience. Yeah. Yeah. So Jaren, do you want to take the opportunity with our listeners to kind of talk about how like you've been experiencing imposter syndrome, whether that relates to the podcast or other aspects of your life? So in previous aspects of my life, whenever somebody would give me like a positive compliment, uh, specifically today, somebody told me uh, that like my I had a beautiful soul and that was very kind. And Aww. I was like, and I was like, mm, uh, am I though? Like, I, <gasps> I know I am, but like, I 
I feel like sometimes I'm like, I'm not really that, that nice. That was like me when I was trying to compliment you in the last episode. And I, I you were like, said I can't in the last take episode, it. Yes. My imposter syndrome yes. was pulling up again. So, Aww. and like, I slowly am believing yeah. those things because I, the distorted thought is to say like, oh, that's not true. But that's mm-hmm. the imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Like to basically something coming your way and it slaps it off to the side like a cat. Yep. So how, so that is just one small little aspect and I have felt it in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. So how have you felt it before? Um, yeah. So <laughs> I feel, I feel like I've struggled with it in a multitude of ways, career, relationship, even like with this podcast and being a little bit in disbelief of like, wow, we're like doing so well. And, um, overall, as much as I'd like to say that I'm healed from some prior traumas and my own struggles, I, I'm still overall on that journey, of course. Um, it I know is an we everyday journey, honey. Talking about it that. never ends. Yes, with the fruit salad. <laughs> the fruit salad. Um, and even then, folks, when you think you got it all done, there's still more work to do, and that's okay. Yeah, we should always be working on ourselves. Yeah, we should, and we should, even if we're like at our what we think is our healthiest. I mean, we we really should be continuing to. You know what? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I literally heard this today. We as individuals and people need to stop. We need to take out shoulda, coulda, woulda out of our definitions <gasps> because Not the it Taylor puts Swift song. Well, I mean, just in general, because <laughs> yes. it puts too much pressure on ourselves. Yes, that's so, such a good point. I like so that in relation to this topic. It is healthy, to, and it is a positive thing mm-hmm. to continue to work on yourself. I love that. Yeah, that's a really good statement. It's so crazy how all those yeah. things just kind of like come back around, you know? No, it, it really it really is. Comes back around to Taylor Swift too. I love that new song. <laughs> but I think it's a good moment to think about taking those words out of our vocabulary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I do feel like the things that have happened sometimes make it hard for me to believe that a personal success is legit or could actually go even better than planned rather than sort of the opposite where things crash and burn, even though you think you prepared correctly, right? Mm -hmm. Like had all these plans to go right. And it just something just like a bomb is thrown into your vicinity and it just all goes away. Um, And the way that I kind of relate that to is fighting fires. And that's something that I talk about a lot with my therapist and something that kind of she gave me sort of that terminology. So fighting fires a lot makes it difficult to believe in something that has no signs of smoke at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, something going well is something where like, oh, there's no smoke around, right? You're like, uh... I don't see the smoke. Uh, I've been working on things for so long and being so in the smoke that I'm like, well, when it's clear, what's going on? What the fuck is this? What does this look like? How this does this feel? What, what is this? Right. right. Like it's this new thing that I'm not used to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this can't be right or at least not for long. It can't stay this way. That's the trauma response. Yeah. Expecting oh, it to fall 100%. apart. Oh, it's 100%. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. and I've, I have been struggling with that and getting better with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the past, probably like, I don't know, four or five years now. Um, and then I, I kind of struggle to acknowledge myself and the current successes I've obtained or the things that I've done along the way to actually get to where I am yeah. in relation to, you know, like our tarot cards that we drew. I used to joke with friends that it feels like a forever we'll see moment in all aspects of life, especially with my career and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so with like the podcast, I've been in almost disbelief, like, wow, we're doing this. We're a part of the success. It feels great. I feel so happy. Um, I'm glad our community is enjoying what we're 
we're doing so far, like that has all been awesome, like we were just saying. Um, but then I'll have moments where I tell myself, wait, don't celebrate. If you cheer too much about yourself, that's being egotistical. Right. And watch as something else will happen. It's like because you're your own enemy. Mm -hmm. um, right? Hi, like, it's, it's me. me. I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Taylor Swift, for helping us with our mental illnesses. We really appreciate you and putting a lot of our struggles into poetry that can be sung with pizzazz. Thank you, Taylor. That. I needed that laugh. Thank you so much for being a part of that with me. Um, but, like, it, it's kind of being, um, you become your own enemy about something that should be positive. And it's like, oh, wow, am I really qualified to be doing this? Am I just an imposter? Mm, am, I, am, I am I the fake? sussy one? Am I the sussy one? I like that. Have, have <laughs> I, man, have I man, what's the other song that she has? Mastermind? Yes. Am I the mastermind, the real mm, one? Right. Did I manipulate this into happening? In Antihero, she has the lyric where she's talking about, um, am I going to... So, but yes, that reminds me of Taylor Swift's Antihero. In part of the lyrics, she talks about, wow, I'm actually, like, I was trying to be altruistic, but in reality, I was being a narcissist, like a government official or like a politician, right. she says. And it's like, or was, were you actually being genuine and like, you're being your own enemy, right? right? For me, that's when I know I'm having a moment with imposter syndrome for sure. I'm better about it than I used to be. Thank you, therapy and my therapist. Mm -hmm. um, you should be thanking yourself. True. Well, thank you. Yeah, I should be thanking myself. Yes, I did put in a lot of work to keep working on myself. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to give up. And yes, let, I won't have imposter, imposter syndrome over my own process right. over imposter syndrome. Um, but like, I feel like when I identify the moment and I'm processing when it happens, mm -hmm. um, I'm a lot better at saying, okay, I identify this. This is sort of more of an intrusive thought that I'm having. Right. This does not have to be my reality. I can let this go mm -hmm. um, and I can move forward. Um, but I still have to fight those sort of feelings and they kind of want to like crawl back up in the back of my head. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of how it feels. And for me, moving on from our own, some of our own personal experiences with it. Um, why don't you give us some details about like what actually is imposter syndrome? Like we hear it about it all the time in the media, but what actually is it? And right. give us some, give us some information, Jaren. So I took the research hat this week um, because Heather was jet lagged from her trip, <laughs> which is fine. I had the time on psychologytoday.com. What is imposter syndrome? This is not a recognized diagnosis by the DSM, also known as the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Wow, that was really hard. An empty feeling one may have. The feeling that your achievements, your accomplishments are undeserving. For example, an individual may feel they're not intelligent, com competent, worthy enough of their success, and that the fear that others around them will, quote, soon find out the truth about them and feeling like they are a fraud. These individuals will often attribute their accomplishments or successes to external factors such as getting lucky or good timing. And somebody had said something to me today. They're like, oh, you mm. got about something completely not even anything about this. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got lucky. I, no, I didn't oh. get lucky. 
I put in I put in the effort and this was this was That's talking so about so much worse when someone else says it to you. That's like on a whole nother level because then you have to You're be like, yo, I of... also put in work. You're planning. Right. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And say... It was a discussion of COVID because someone asked me if, if I had gotten it. I'm going to knock on some wood really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, no, I haven't gotten it. Oh, you must have gotten lucky. No, I put forth the effort. Yeah. Into protecting myself. Absolutely. And studies show that 25 to 30 percent of high achievers will experience this and a general 70 percent of adults will feel this in at, at least once in their lifetime. It is also associated with those who have um, high amounts of anxiety and or depression. Mm-hmm. So you also may be asking yourself what may cause imposter syndrome? Well, personality traits such as individuals who struggle with perfectionism, neuroticism and self Efficacy mm-hmm. can cause one to feel like they're, quote, an imposter. Perfectionist. Perfectionist. A.K.A. me. I'm oh the problem. God. It's me. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times that I have used that as a way to be, like, as an excuse for, like, unhealthy, toxic yeah. behavior of, like, oh, uh, yeah. oh, going above and beyond. My, my parents literally noted the problem in me since I was, like... Oh, you're the I don't know. And yeah. Yeah. And like since I was like in kindergarten or first grade, like I literally my youngest memories still include like my parents being like, yeah, Heather's got some perfectionist issues. Yeah. <laughs> what we did about it. Not until I got older, but uh, yeah. yay. Generally, competitive environments can increase the risk for the individuals. For example, children who experience a great amount of pressure to do well in school academics. Mm. <laughs> America. Oh, Wow. Wow. Imposter syndrome can start in children as early as they start to receive constant criticism and or receiving universal praise that instills high expectations and pressures like, quote, you're the smartest kid in the world. And I think that's really kind of interesting, right? Because a lot of people probably go quick to the like uh, the, the type of kid who hears oh, you're like, why can't you just be like your older brother who's better at football than you or getting better grades than you like the, or I know you can do better than this. Yeah. Like that, that, that can also, that can definitely lead to imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. but it actually is also highly associated with people who objectively do well and things Mm -hmm. and maybe have a good environment about them, but that family, um, instills value upon academic success or um, successful outcomes right. in their life that right. they have to just, they have to perform well. Right. There's nothing about the process. It's just that that performance has to be good. When you put forth the effort into something and then you do achieve success, a oh, form of sure. success at the end, mm-hmm. then you don't feel that it is deserving mm-hmm. and or that you really achieve that yeah was it good enough right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right yeah or if you try to do something different than what the pressure is on of the success that the success of the alternative thing like someone who has pressure to do well in academics but maybe they want to go off and do let's say artistic things right and the family is maybe looking down upon that and then that person is like well i'm good at this and i'm okay at the academics but like they're not seeing value and love around that other area that they find happiness in. Right. Because there's conditions on. Yeah. Yeah. You're only another topic. You're only (laughs) smart and intelligent if you can pass these classes. Yep. Um, So you may be asking yourself what can trigger imposter syndrome when, well, look at that. When someone's success is noticed. There we go. Or failure after a string of successes. Mm -hmm. So. 
I've felt that. Uh-huh. <laughs> One may ask themselves who have experienced imposter syndrome, am I fearing failure or am I fearing success? And the real question that they should be asking themselves is, why am I fearing success? Mm-hmm. So the pressure in decision-making that could lead to potential success can be tough and paralyzing. It is a fear-based indication of making a mistake uncertainty over the outcome or specified responsibilities Mm -hmm. it is important to fight against these feelings and doubts because it can stunt oneself from truly achieving great success in their journey of any type of growth that's highly relatable i know i i think there's like a lot of fear right and like what could happen and (gasps) i'm just remembering that remember like not too long ago that i told you that like i was so tired of allowing fear to like control my decisions mm-hmm. and instead of running away from it I, I was starting to run towards it and yeah. look at look at where look at where we are today correct because of right now yeah and I think that was in a moment when I was just talking of being hard on myself like in you know we were having text messages back and forth oh, and I was being hard on myself about some stuff yeah. and you were talking about your you know oh, relatable right. experience when that came up and so it's yeah. like it goes back to what I was talking about earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. with my own experience with imposter syndrome when it comes to my life mm-hmm. um, and my relationships and just saying, okay, I know it might not go the way that I have planned or mm-hmm. that I want it to go. I have to be willing to accept some failures along the way. And the success also might not look the way that I thought it was going to look, but that's also okay. And I should still celebrate that even if it didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. Like we can't, we can't be that hard on ourselves because Everyone is going through a journey like that where they have ups and downs and no one is free from the downs to get to the ups, right? Right. So well, it's a, way to th- a different way to think about okay. it, right? Well, you did mention not being so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a- another perfect segue mm-hmm. into the next portion <laughs> of the imposter syndrome topic. So how can I fight some of these feelings? And I literally have written down here in capital letters. Have grace for yourself. Nobody is perfect. And even people who think they have achieved true perfectionism are going to continue to try and achieve that continuously. Try to stop putting so much pressure on yourself. We can try to work towards understanding realistic expectations and realistic strengths and weaknesses. And didn't I I literally like bring that up um, on the very first episode? Like I gotta be nice to myself. Yes. Yes. Wow. Coming back (laughs) around again. Perfectionism needs to be challenged in a different point of view in order to help reduce the level of feeling incompetence. Try to find someone away from that situation to offer a realistic perspective. So seeking out a therapist and or a mentor would be a great outlet mm-hmm. to have somebody to talk to. Yeah, especially because I think because uh, I read the article too, they're talking about people who might be less biased about the situation. So mm-hmm. they made a note to say that while it's okay to find mentors and role models within the workplace if you're having for example a lot of a lot of times imposter syndrome comes up with work and career um which we're going to get into especially with the female experience um yes just you wait ladies (laughs) we'd be thinking about you i said last episode that i was basically the feminist and like and jaren found it too i I did yeah all credit goes to you upon my we'll get into well thank you i appreciate that here i am trying to accept that compliment wow i'm the Um, imposter (laughs) so they said that like that's okay but in reality something that can help you recalibrate those feelings of imposter syndrome when you're having them because again it's not a diagnosis it's a feeling that you're having um and an in the moment reaction to something that 
having someone outside of the career that can be someone that you can talk to, even if that if that's a loved one, if it, that's someone else that you look up to, but outside of the career, if possible, or outside of the situation that you're feeling that imposter syndrome in, if possible, um, can actually help even more because they're able to give you unbiased and more unconditional like loving and support related mm -hmm. aspects like of that discussion right. um and come at you with a less biased tone too so right. a little bit more information on that we as a society have to learn to acknowledge and praise the effort more than just the outcome only gauge and forms of reflection may also help after identifying the thinking pattern try to note prior successes and remember to expect expect and accept mistakes along the way of any new endeavor that's a really nice way to put it yeah i i like it's a great way to conclude that yeah and well and you said running towards the fear mm -hmm. instead of running away from the fear right i i really like that i stumbled upon an article that i also thought would be a really great topic for us to talk about we felt that it would be better for her to discuss this particular article yes that we stumbled you. upon thank you well thank you for giving me the the ability to look into this article. Um, I'm oh. really, really, really happy that you found it. It is called Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome by Ruchika Tolshian. I hope I'm saying this correctly. And Jody Ann Burry. It is from the Harvard Business Review Journal. The article focuses on the female experience in the workplace and reshaping the mindset around imposter syndrome. It has been named among the 20 most impactful Harvard Business Review articles of all time. I actually searched both of these authors because mm -hmm. it does give a little bit of information about them, their own experiences with imposter syndrome. They mm -hmm. are both women of color, mm -hmm. as well as um, the woman that I'll get into within this article that they give an example of. Um, and all three of those women have pretty good profiles on the internet of the things that they're doing now. And a lot mm -hmm. of them are working in this area mm -hmm. uh, related to diversity, inclusion, and women in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really awesome to read this article from them and knowing that they have expertise about this. Um, makes me want to learn more about them and some of the other topics that they discuss for sure. So they go on to, you know, start out with saying that the concept of imposter syndrome was originally conceived in the 1970s and focused on high achieving women in the workplace. But it excluded consideration of gender itself, as well as racism, classism, xenophobia and other biases in the workplace as part of the actual problem mm. rather than just the individual female. Are there other aspects at play that's evolved around this? Mm -hmm. So the article questions if part of the solution to imposter syndrome is also for society to build a better work environment for all people to thrive in, in the first place, rather than just that individual. The authors first describe an example with a woman named Talissa Lavery. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I believe she goes by Tally currently, okay. um, based on looking her up with social media. She's um, done actually some TED Talks and different things like that. So mm -hmm. you can find her on YouTube related to this, uh, this talk. Um, and and her experience at a company with managed events with high-profile speakers. So Talissa was working as a lead on a large event where she at first thought her skills and talents would shine, but she ran into difficulties navigating office politics where her colleagues belittled her experience and interrogated her at every step. The direct client constantly praised her work, but she started to question her own abilities as a result of her toxic work environment. She wondered if race was involved, as she was the only black woman on her team. 
The bullying and negativity from colleagues eventually led to a demotion and she was unacknowledged in relation to her work on the project altogether. Mm -hmm. So they literally stripped her of her leadership role mm -hmm. and then slowly demoted her in the process mm -hmm. until she basically had nothing left and then they removed any credit for her on this project. And I think the keynote speaker was uh, Barack Obama, actually. Yeah. So something that she was started out super excited about and then it just fell apart because of office politics. And I'm quoting that right now for our listeners. I'm doing the quotes <laughs> emoji here. Um, emoji. It's it's emoji. called it's it's called doing it in real life, honey. Doing it in real life. <laughs> She's <laughs> the emoji. I'm, 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 so the workplace trauma eventually led her down a darker path to mental illness that included things like severe anxiety and self-hatred and remembering again that imposter syndrome mm -hmm. is a feeling and then the anxieties and other issues can kind of be a what we call like a comorbid condition right be associated alongside right. it or come after that so looking back Talissa now recognizes that much of the problems stem from interactions of imposter syndrome but with systemic racism and bias in the workplace. She's now the author of the book, Confessions from Your Token Black Colleague, which relates her experience to larger marginalized community issues and offers thoughts and solutions for how workplaces need to reshape their environment to allow all people to thrive. Hell yeah. The authors use Talissa's example as a way to highlight the added context of the workplace environment itself contributing to a woman and a person of color's experience with imposter syndrome. The authors state that usually when straight white men progress in their careers, feelings of doubt usually go away as their work and intelligence are validated by those around them. Mm -hmm. It is easier for them to find role models to follow where their competence, contributions, and leadership style is rarely critic criticized or questioned. However, women and people from marginalized groups often have the opposite experience. As I was reading some of this, mm -hmm. I I was like, this this is a hundred percent true. And yeah. I'm saying that as a white woman. Mm -hmm. And I cannot imagine the feelings that <clears throat> women of color or people from other marginalized groups that I am certainly not a part of also have felt, or additive, which I'll get into too. Right. I don't think I ended up including this originally, but the authors actually go into detail about how you know, begrudgingly laws have been made in the U.S. to support on the outside and from like a official standpoint that mm -hmm. of course we're going to hire, hopefully, a diverse a set of employees, right, mm -hmm. for the workplace, for some specific job or some specific department, right? Yeah. But in reality, behind closed doors, does stuff still happen? And, yeah. like, stuff still makes people not feel welcome in that environment. And that doesn't even count the normal feelings of self-doubt and the things that come with a normal level of potentially moving into an imposter syndrome feeling. Oh, right. And I just – that that was very interesting – and again, I feel like I've learned so much from this article. Um, but moving back into things. Oh, that's okay. Women rise through the ranks. They often still battle different expectations than their white male colleagues. A classic example, and I felt this so much uh -huh. from my past, would be that straight white men are rewarded for their confidence, particularly in leadership roles, whereas women are heavily scrutinized when showing that same confidence. I mean, so for example what male leader gets called a bitch or gets called bossy. But the minute a woman gives a more simple email, 
Right. You know, and then not even in a leadership position, but the minute even like I, you know, like write a more simplistic email to somebody mm -hmm. that doesn't have all the exclamation points and the smiley faces and everything else, right. it's like, oh, well, this person, this girl's just being bitchy or this girl's being bossy because she asked me to do something. But you would right. never say that to a man. Right. Because women and power scare men that's it it's a fear it's a fear thank you for saying that i, I appreciate that there are more yeah. women in on this planet than there are men we should we should join forces <laughs> maybe women should work together <laughs> but i really i really appreciate you saying that it needs to be said i a woman can say it but it feels helpful to hear it from men too who do recognize the problem male feminists are validation an important ally and i want to thank them for those that exist <laughs> thank you damn right um another point that i personally see all the time i've literally just talked to other women about this recently but judgment of, um you know against females in the workplace for like an equal um like an equal job or let's say a leadership position, um, women going out on maternity leave or needing time to pump breast milk on the job, for example, like that gets oh. looked at. It's so, some people get so judgmental about that. And it's like, oh, well, like. We you know, want you to have these babies, but then we also don't want to see you take care of that child. Yeah. How dare you take yeah. care of that child? Oh, and mom shaming. Just, I'm not even a mom and oh, mom shaming on social media me. is so ridiculous. Yes. That is moms so out frustrating. There. Moms out we there. We love you. We love our moms out there that are working their asses off and like trying to make ends meet and doing all of these things. And it's like, I feel like a lot of women in the workplace who are just doing that and even just trying to do the bare minimum of what they have to do to take care of their new baby. And let's say like they have to pump while they're at work because they've had to go back to work because our our uh, benefits of being able to stay off while we would be breastfeeding don't last long enough. So of course the woman goes back to work and then when they have to go pump, then you hear men complaining of like, oh, well, guess she's got to go take her fourth break for the day right. or things like that. And then there's inherent judgment in that. Does that affect a woman's ability to be promoted? Does that affect the woman's ability to feel like, you know, her processes of things going at work are going well? And it can also just worsen the feelings of imposter syndrome is basically what they're trying to say. Right. Um, and most importantly, this can be additive too. And this is the part where I, I will say I cannot speak for this, but I am going to discuss it in relation to the article. So for example, a woman who is also a person of color must deal with not fitting in within a white dominated workplace and the male dominated workplace. Right. So similar to, to Talissa's experience. Right. Um, feelings of self-doubt in this kind of environment gets labeled as imposter syndrome and is left to the individual, so the person themselves, to just figure it out and deem their own mental burden. But in reality, there's an additional context of bias and stereotyping within the workplace environment that actually needs improvement in itself. Right. So the article is basically saying, again, the title being... Um, you know, stop telling women they have imposter syndrome. Stop gaslighting people yes. into how they're supposed to be feeling. Yes. It's literally basically about <sighs> gaslighting women about imposter syndrome and saying, oh, you have this problem. You better fix it. But okay. Okay. Let's, 
let's go back to even like where you were talking about the sections about what imposter syndrome is. Mm-hmm. And even it's by its modern definition, there are things that we can work on for ourselves mm-hmm. to try to improve those feelings, help those feelings to go away when we recognize that they're occurring. Right. But there are other things that can be done to improve that and help prevent that from happening in the first place. And this is in relation to in the workplace and for women and people of marginalized communities. Um, So they're saying basically society needs to help create environments that foster different leadership styles in which diverse racial, ethnic and gender identities are seen just as professional as the current model. So a cultural shift is needed to address systemic biases and racism. We should be transforming a normal and healthy level of human self-doubt to positive motivation within a supportive work culture. And that's that's pretty much it. And I feel like they concluded that very well. And, oh, my gosh, this, this article was seriously so eye-opening for me. And even though I've been experiencing this mm-hmm. for much of my life yeah. and in my career, I, I think I learned a lot through reading this article, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about how other people might be affected by imposter syndrome in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really thankful that I got to read this article as well as sharing it with the podcast. And I hope that it was a good experience for all of our listeners, for all of you guys out there. Um, I'm really curious what you guys think about it. Have, if anyone knows of the authors of this article or the yeah. or Talissa and has read her book. And if we've been mispronouncing her name this whole time, yes. I'm so sorry. We don't Correct know. Correct us. Talisa, that sounds really, both sound really beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I love the name. Yeah. Um, but either way, please please feel free to share in your experience with reading the book. Um, I'm, I'm definitely actually going to go out and buy it after reading all of this and talking about it for the podcast. Yeah. And if anybody out there has experienced imposter syndrome specifically within their work environment, anybody is more than welcome to send in their stories. If people want to share their stories with us, I think that that's a great idea. Um, Please feel free to send them in. We do not have to keep your name in it. If you want to stay anonymous. Um, Yeah. We, we would really love to hear about, um, people's experience if they're willing to share them with us um as well as again if you've read the books or Mm -hmm. read things by the people that we mentioned that wrote the article um we would love to hear about that yeah yeah do you want to do the quiz yeah we are going to take a little quiz yeah switch it up a little bit from our talk and we may or may not have the quiz portion cut out or at least we'll maybe we'll have to cut out some of the quiz Mm -hmm. hey there everyone this is jaren in the future while editing this episode i figured it would just be easier to re-record the ending so if you'd like to hear us take the imposter syndrome quiz that video will be posted on our youtube page along with that platform all of the ways you can follow and interact with us directly can be found on our link tree in the episode's description so come be typically divergent with us on facebook instagram youtube and other social media platforms soon to come thank you again for listening to today's episode and remember only you can be your own imposter thank you so very much for listening to us today everybody it was so good to have you around heather i am so happy to be here with you today i have missed you so much oh i miss you too (laughs) don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook and and download our episodes and tell your friends please Yes. Reach out. Yes. Please reach out to us. Tell us uh, 
you know, a little bit about your experiences from things related to this podcast episode. Again, as Jaren said, we would really love to hear from you guys. Please check out our link tree um, to get to our social media pages as well as our contact information. Thank you for joining us, guys. And we will see you next week. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Doodaloo do. Put that jingle in the end. Can't jingle, wait jingle. To- can't wait jingle, to hear jingle. the jingles. Jingle, jingle.